welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel. Today I want to talk about upper cross syndrome as it relates to shoulder mobility and shoulder pain, um, impingement syndromes. You, um, if you've seen some of the physiotherapists, physical therapists who claim that posture is not relevant, then um, I want you to listen to what I've been doing for my patients recently and see what you think. Um, I have a couple patients who got x-rays recently and were told that they very likely have a frozen shoulder. Um, upon investigation, um, both of them had problems on abduction and, and some on flexion. Um, the woman that I recently saw who could not abduct much higher than about 120, 130 degrees, um, she was told that she very likely has a frozen shoulder. So I asked her to lie on her back and was able to passively move her arm up over her head um, almost to 180 degrees, pretty high. Um, and no, and I was, you know, I keep an eye on the scapula because on a true frozen shoulder, because of the adhesive capsulitis, the, the scapula and the humerus don't move separately. They move together. So what happens, uh, you'll, you'll raise the arm and the scapula you'll see will will keep will move with it will wing forward um, when they're on their back you'll see in that underarm area you'll see the scapula coming up as you try to raise their arm in a passive um, range of motion so um, I did not see that on either of these patients and both of them very similar so I'm just going to talk about the female patient um, but it was it was even better results on the male patient um, the, the way I look at that sort of problem is that it's a postural issue. Um, there's something called joint centration. You have like a humeral centration in the glenoid fossa of the scapula. So you have the glenohumeral joint, that's the shoulder joint. And what happens is that the, especially the rotator cuff muscles, they dynamically stabilize the humerus in the glenoid uh, and that the um, rotator cuff maintains centration. And because, you know, you've seen the shoulder, um, you've seen the like skeletal representation of the shoulder, you know that that glenoid is, is not a perfect cup. There, there's, there are angles like the acromion um, the acromion process. So what can happen with an anterior tilt of the scapula 
due to postural issues is that the humerus on abduction runs into the bone there on the scapula, that acromion, and it'll be called an impingement. Um, the problem isn't the tendons, it's the angle of the glenoid, um, the glenoid fossa from the scapula being tilted forward. So if you know Yonda's upper cross syndrome, you know that the muscles causing this forward tilt of the of the scapula, the the weakness is usually serratus anterior, um, sometimes the rhomboids, but the tension that I treat, that I want to treat, is coming from the front of the shoulder in the pectoralis major, the two heads, the the clavicular and the sternal heads, the pec minor, which is a scapular stabilizer that upwardly rotates, it, um, the latissimus dorsi, uh, which attaches on the front of the humerus, so the, the lat can get very, very tight and, and pull the humerus into internal rotation. Uh, sometimes teres major, which also attaches there at the front of the humerus, can get very tight and internally rotate the shoulder. Subscapularis, the rotator cuff that does internal rotation, is, is well known for creating a pseudo-frozen shoulder. When that subscap has become super tight, it's, it's impossible to um, do shoulder flexion because of that internal rotation uh, from, from the subscapularis. Um, so the pecs, sometimes coracobrachialis can also be putting some internal rotation on the humerus. So I really want to focus on those muscles that attach on the front of the humerus and the subscapularis. So uh, that is what I do for a patient where I have very good passive range of motion of the shoulder, but when they're standing or sitting up, they run into a, a bone, basically. They... Their abduction actually stops because it hits the bone of the of the glenoid and the acromion. So, and you'll see when they're lying on their back, the step the scapula is being corrected, being pushed back into a better position. So their so then their abduction and their flexion is much much better. So what we want to do is take that anterior tilt off of the uh, scapula as much as possible so that the humerus can centrate properly and have free mobility. And um, the patient that I'm thinking of, I saw her today and I mean, I saw her this week and I treated those muscles and I did you and I did treat the serratus anterior, there were some other things going on with her, so I did work on her traps too. Um, but that got her an, an extra, I would say, um, probably 20 or 30 degrees of abduction, um, just without even trying, you know, without her, uh, without cueing her on improving her, her posture. To be able to do it, I just said, see if you can raise your arm again. And it went up to probably, I would say, 160 degrees, uh, noticeably different. And her daughter, who was there in the room, 
agreed that was much much better um now of course there's more work to be done there you, she will she will benefit from improving her posture i gave her some very basic doorway stretches for her pecs and showed her a very good lat stretch she could do on a bench or or in at her bed um i really feel like the lats are just so so important for this issue so um and for the for the male uh, patient with the same thing, he I think his his arms were almost completely normal after um, the treatment, but I have seen him a couple times uh, for the shoulder pain. So um, so I expect him to have better results than the female patient that I was. This was my first time treating since her diagnosis. Um, She's a regular patient of mine who usually comes in for low back and for headaches. Um, but uh, I wanted to mention this because I think it's um, often forgotten how relevant upper cross syndrome can be for shoulder issues, especially mobility. And it's important for people to recognize that those primary muscles that are going to help that mobility are, except for subscapularis, they're not rotator cuff and they're not deltoids. So if you treat shoulders by treating the rotator cuff and the deltoids and the serratus anterior, you're missing a lot. So really look at these other muscles that attach to the front of the humerus, teres major, latissimus dorsi, clavicular and sternal heads of the pec major. And then, of course, pec minor, corcobrachialis, also increase uh, uh, anterior tilt of the scapula and internal rotation of the humerus. So really look at those and consider treating those as well. Um, the, the, those are huge for not just uh, the centration issue, but recurring issues with uh, levator scapulae and upper trapezius causing neck pain, very often the same muscles that internally rotate the, the shoulder and tilt the scapula are causing the neck uh, muscles like the, the upper trapezius and the levator scapulae especially to get very tight and full of trigger points so when you're trying to help somebody with the, that neck issue, levator trap, consider correcting the upper cross issue by treating the muscles I just told you about for humeral centration because it's all connected. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Um, I hope you have a great new year and I will talk to you next week. Take care.